tonight I asked Derek, what's your favorite part about being a dad? And it led to a really beautiful conversation that I'd like to share with you. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a licensed therapist, online mental health coach, and I have anxiety and depression. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Are you ready? Let's do this. Some days I just sit in awe of myself as a mom. Like he is literally almost six months old, half a year old. And I can't always wrap my head around the fact that I am his mom. I grew this tiny baby with my body and I get to care for him every single day. Like raise him up to be an epic fucking human I get to do that and I I sit in these like most mundane ordinary moments and just like revel in that a little bit because it's wild and so I was caught up in one of those moments tonight Derek and I were actually sitting on the couch watching tv and I paused it I like paused our show and I look over at Derek and I said you know like Lars is sleeping and so it's just the two of us and I said what's your favorite part about being a parent? And he looked at me and usually he's like, what are you up to? Like, why are you asking me that? Because he thinks I'm like recording him or, you know, doing something cheesy for social media. And I'm like, no, you know, he, he didn't. He just, he, he just sat there and he thought about it. And he was like, I don't know, probably when like you walk in a room and he's in there and He's like so happy to see you and then, you know, Derek kind of mimicked the little like smirk that Lars gives you and when he's so excited to see one of us, he's like probably that and like knowing that you are his everything, like he's like that's probably my favorite part and I had to agree with him, like we're his safety, we're his everything, we care for him, we comfort him, we nurture him and so we're having this conversation about how just fucking wild and priceless and like invaluable this time in our lives is raising this tiny baby together and you know I said to Derek we got on the topic of my mental health because I said yeah that's my favorite too I love that I love knowing I miss everything And those moments when he sees me and he lights up and he's excited and he's like starting to reach for what he wants now. So, you know, if Derek's holding him and he wants me, he'll like put his arms out toward me or, you know, if he wants a certain toy or whatever, like he goes for it. And I think it's the cutest fucking thing ever. And so we're we're having this beautiful conversation about it. And I said, you know, that is my favorite thing, too. I love that aspect of parenthood, being his safety and his comfort. And I said, do you know what my mental health does with that? This postpartum anxiety that I'm battling. The one side of my brain that's really logical, 
right? Like my favorite self, the the most authentic, true version of me is like, I love that I'm his safety. I am his comfort and I can nurture him in anything. And then the anxiety piece comes in and let's say Lars is upset and he's crying and I hold him and I sing to him and I rub his face the way that he likes me to rub it and I rock him and I give him big hugs and I smooch him all over and it doesn't comfort him. He's not calming down. He's still crying. He's upset. The anxious part of my brain runs the fuck away with that. Yeah, you're supposed to be his safety. What are you doing wrong? Well, you can't even comfort your own baby. You're not doing enough. He needs you right now to help him regulate his emotions, to help him problem solve what is the issue. And and you can't. Do you feel good about that? Does that make you feel good? Can you sleep at night when you do that? That's what my anxiety does to me. That's what it says to me. You're not doing enough. You're not making him feel loved and nurtured and safe right now. Because he's still upset. He's still dysregulated. This is on you. And, you know, the logical part of my brain, once I get out of the heat of the moment and he's no longer crying and we've resolved that, you know, oh, it was a wet diaper or, oh, he was hungry or, oh, he just needed to take a nap. Once we've resolved the issue, the logical part of my brain is able to say like, hey, you're doing enough. Like that wasn't an issue that he just like needed you to soothe him like he need, he was hungry or he just wanted a diaper change or like he's having growing pains or his teeth are coming in or like a million and one things that are so far beyond your control and like you're doing a great job right my logical brain loves to come in and fight back against those horrific thoughts but the thoughts are still there those anxious thoughts are still there And it's a battle every single day. And, you know, something that's been happening quite often is other women are saying like, hey, that's normal. You know, I remember feeling that way too. You're not alone. It gets better. And this is where we're fucked, y'all. This is where as a society, we're fucking up. Because everyone wants to just tell me that's normal and it won't always be like this. And you're doing a great job. I felt that way too. And, you know, my kids turned out great or whatever. And I love that. Oh my God, you can't even begin to understand how much that validation and support means to me. In addition, can I offer a different perspective Because when we do that, when we say it gets better or, you know, all moms go through this or whatever, like that's normal, we don't allow space for moms to seek the support and help that they need. We love to make moms superheroes. 
we say it to other moms. We say, you are a superhero. I don't, I don't know how you do it. You slept 45 minutes last night and then you still got up and got the kids ready and fed and clothed and you functioned all day and you did fun things with them and you made it a great day and then you know you crashed that night like you're a superhero you're amazing you pay the bills and you support your significant other and you volunteer and you right like we're like wow you are a superhero or you work and on top of being a mom right like all these things we just want to tell moms what superheroes they are and while I love that, while I love to build up and empower other women like that and say, you're doing amazing, what happens for the superhero? Can we ask that question? What happens for the superhero? Because if you're telling me that I'm a superhero, you're not offering me any solutions, any changes, any alternatives it's, oh, you've got this. You're doing it. You're managing it. You somehow figure it out. But what if I need help? What if I need resources and support? I think we give mothers this title of superhero so that we don't have to make changes as a society to the expectations of mothers. And certainly I am speaking from my perspective as uh, an identifying woman and mother and absolutely fathers can 100% relate to this, right? Like if you are, you know, a dad listening to this and you're like, I feel that too. I do not mean to leave you out of this conversation. Right now, I'm only speaking on my perspective of how we, as a society, kind of in general, look at moms, okay? So when I say I'm struggling with my mental health, my postpartum anxiety, this adaptation to motherhood to get support and I am seeking my own therapy again and I am getting that support but this is for the mom right now who has been told what a rock star superhero she is who people are in awe of because she's so strong and they don't know how you do it all that's not normal Okay. Will you survive if you keep doing what you're doing? Yeah, probably. Like, do you have that inner strength? Of course you do. You're a fucking badass. But do you have to keep going it that route? No. I don't have to accept that the women that came before me as mothers and who've offered guidance on this journey said, yeah, I I dealt with that too, and you'll get through it, and I think that's normal. Like, don't think too much about it. Like, this is not normal. The level of intrusive thoughts and impact on my mood and my functioning is not normal. Do you know what 
the biggest diagnostic criteria is for any mental health diagnosis. It's the level of impact it has on your daily functioning. Okay, so you meet certain criteria, right? Like low mood or excessive worry or can't focus and things like that, right? All those things are wonderful. But if you're meeting those criteria and it's not impacting your daily functioning, you don't have an anxiety disorder or depression or trauma, okay? Impact on daily functioning is what makes it a disorder, right? That's when it becomes something that needs treatment. And I'm trying to express to the people in my life, this needs more support than what I'm getting. And that's why I'm seeking therapy. Like y'all do not worry about me for one second because I know how to get the resources and support that I need. But this is for the mom right now. The woman listening to this saying, I don't think this is right. This doesn't feel right to me. And I think I need something more. I think I need help navigating this. Are you a fucking superhero? Of course you are. 100%. You're amazing. You are a warrior. And that doesn't mean that that cape can never come off. And that you can say, you know what? I don't want to be the superhero. Like yesterday was a really rough day. Lars decided to forego his last nap of the day so it was like a really long stretch of being awake and he was like tired and you know grumpy and my brain was like telling me all these nasty things and like I could not wait for that moment when Derek walked in the door from work and could rescue me rescue me like take the fucking cape off I have been keeping my cool loving on this baby doing whatever he needs me to do and being whoever he needs me to do. And right now, like I need to hand him off to you and take off my cape and breathe for a second. Okay. Cause I'm struggling. My brain is telling me some real nasty things and I need to put on my own oxygen mask first. I fucking hate that analogy because it's literally become so cliche at this point. But I feel like it's the only expression I can use to clearly depict how I was feeling in that moment. Like the oxygen masks have come down and I need to put mine on first and then I will tend to everyone else in my family, right? But if we continue this narrative that moms are just superheroes... These kinds of intrusive, anxious thoughts that are literally causing us harm, by the way, are normal and we will get through it. That is just making us feel fucking crazy. Okay? Because when we're in it and we're learning how to just survive in this new chapter of our lives... We need someone to say, I was there too. And you know what? It's okay to ask for help. And in fact, you should. And here are some resources for you. Here's a book I read. Here's a podcast I listened to. Here's a therapist I saw. 
right? Like, I don't care what you need to do to change the narrative. But as a collective, we need to. We need to start supporting the moms in our lives differently. Okay, more effectively. Because what we're doing right now is so loving and and good intentioned. Okay, I know we have the best intentions. But we need to do better. We need to be more effective at supporting the moms in our lives. So if you're listening to this and you know a mom, you are a mom, you love a mom, whatever. Okay, can we change the dialogue around mothers being superheroes? Can we change that a little bit and say, I appreciate you. I think that you're a wonderful mom and you're doing phenomenally. And if your brain is trying to tell you otherwise, it's okay to seek support for that. Get help, like professionally. These are the things that I wish we could talk about. I wish more people, like I literally live in the mental health space and still I can talk to loved ones about my struggles, like the people most close and intimate in my life. And the first words of encouragement are, are you know, you're an amazing mom. You're doing so great and I'm, I'm so proud of you. I wish so badly that someone would say, you don't have to live with your brain talking to you like that. I hope you'll go to therapy. I hope you'll ask for help. You know, thank you for sharing that with me. How can we fight back against these thoughts? Let's talk about that. When we over-normalize these things, it's like, it gets better with time. I'm sorry, but time does not heal everything. And what y'all have been using time for is to sweep shit under the rug. You got better over time at ignoring your true needs. Shit didn't just get better. You got better at shoving it down, hiding it. Because I guarantee you, there are women with five year olds, <laughs> 10 year olds, 18 year olds, fucking grown ass kids listening to this right now, going, Yeah, I still have those anxious, intrusive thoughts or those depressive thoughts telling me I'm not good enough as a mom. And for that woman, I need you to hear me right now. I wish that you would have gotten the support that you deserved and needed in the very beginning, like from the get-go. And as for, you know, anybody who's a to-be mom or wants to be a mom or has little ones or whatever, like you're in the trenches doing it right now. And you know yourself better than anybody else. If something is not right, if your brain is attacking you every single day, 
That is not something that you are obligated to just live with. Get the support. Ask for help. Have the tough conversations. Take off the fucking cape. The best thing my best friend ever did for me. Like, she's super neurotypical. (laughs) And so we're quite the duo. Um... She's very blunt and straight to the point, and man, I love her for it. She says things like they are, and the best thing she ever did for me was tell me about her experience of, like, right after having her son and the feelings she had about everything, you know? Hormones are (laughs) raging, and we are trying to adjust to our whole world being turned upside down and like we had the most beautiful conversation about what that feels like right away you know and this is a conversation we just had like a month ago um you know finding time to connect with your best friend when you guys both have babies is real challenging but we finally had some one-on-one time and it was incredible because for me Hearing from someone who's extremely neurotypical, you know, doesn't struggle with anxiety and depression, like to hear what that journey was like for her was incredibly validating because I'm quick to dismiss my struggles and and just be like, well, this is just part of my anxiety, you know, but to hear that like even someone who didn't typically struggle with those things before had certain thoughts and feelings and whatever was so validating and just reminded me of why we need to have these conversations why it's so important that mothers are not having their feelings shoved under a rug and that we are not being dismissive saying you know like I remember the first few months of Lars life like I was like I just need my hormones to balance out and I need to fucking sleep. Like once I get those two things, I'm, I'll be golden. And honestly, at first I kind of was like those, my hormones started balancing out. I was able to sleep in like four hour increments. And that first night that I slept like six hours in a row and just said, fuck it to pumping and was like, let myself sleep for a little bit. I literally woke up the next day and I was like, I'm healed. Like, I'm great. I'm perfect. Nothing can stop me now. But shit doesn't work like that for all of us. Okay? Some of y'all are going to have that experience or did have that experience where you're like, man, once my hormones regulated and I was like sleeping again, shit was golden. But a lot of us don't have that journey. However, we only get grace from society for maybe eight to 12 weeks and then it's kind of like okay like get your shit together again like you should be good by now I have an almost six month old and I'm not even close to having my shit back together like the impact of spending almost a year of my life growing him adjusting to a body that was entirely changing hormones and moods and emotions right like all of that to having him come into this world like in the most 
incredibly beautifully traumatic way, right? Like that, not, not that I had like a quote unquote traumatic birth, but like y'all birth is traumatic, (laughs) whatever the fuck your journey looks like. And you cannot convince me otherwise, right? Like having this huge experience to adjusting to life after, you know, the hormones and like not sleeping is just the fucking tip of the iceberg everything going on below that iceberg is the changes in your marriage and in your relationship that dynamic has just shifted so drastically let alone if you're a single parent doing this right like holy fuck can't even I can't even imagine I was literally just having this conversation with someone about single moms or or single dads or you know whatever the situation might be and like I cannot fathom doing this by myself um but you're coming like rip roaring into this new life and all of these loving well-intentioned people want to reassure you that like it won't always be like this and it does get better but again we're missing the how how does it get better like do I just wait and hope that my fairy godmother like taps me on the head with her fucking wand and I wake up one day and I'm good and I'm like I no longer have these nasty intrusive thoughts and I can function properly again or what like what happened for y'all because I'm my fairy is nowhere to be seen and the struggle is still real but I feel like my baby is six months old I should probably be back on my shit like I should probably be good by now so if anybody wants to try to like clue me in that'd be fucking cool um but we just say it gets better you're doing a good job and we do that so we don't have to have these tough conversations we do that so that we can put the burden of navigating this period back on the mom and this is just something that we do as a whole it's not something anybody is consciously thinking about there's no shame or blame happening here as a collective as a whole as a society we need to do better to support and love on and help the moms in our lives so the next time you or someone you know is struggling in parenthood i want you to think about the how okay Before you say it gets better, before you say you're going to get through this, think about how. How can we help support them and get them through this? Does that mean offering to drop off a meal? Does that mean offering to um, take the kid so that the parent can take a shower by themselves? Does that mean offering to come over and vacuum your fucking floors does that mean you know coming over and making you a pot of coffee and sitting with you and letting you cry it out like think about the how okay it's 2022 we're not allowed to just say I'm here for you anymore (laughs) it's time to show up and say this is something I'd like to do for you hey I'd love to come over and scrub your toilet new mom like hey new mom Um, I bet you have not had a chance to clean your bathroom. 
despite all the visitors that are coming over to see your new baby and check on you. So I'm going to come over. I'm going to take 20 minutes. I'm going to clean up, clean up your bathroom. Okay. Do you want me to throw in a load of laundry while I'm here? Awesome. I also um, put a casserole in the oven. That'll be done tonight, right? Like it's cooking for you. How are we going to help them? Hey, I heard of this awesome support group. It's online. I'd love to connect you with it. Would you be interested? Hey, I worked with this really great therapist. They're with this agency. Can I give you their number? I think you'd like them. Hey, have you thought about talking to your doctor about this? Right? Like, whatever the fuck, what is the how? That is where I want us to focus. How do we support the people that we love, who we adore, who we appreciate? How do we support them through this? That shift in dialogue, that shift in thinking will change the world. That will change the world, period. You heard it here first. Wow. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Thank you for being here on this journey with me. Thank you for holding space today for all parents, mothers especially. We know we're fucking superheroes. Now support us in getting the love we so desperately need and deserve so that we can heal and be the best versions of ourselves. Y'all are amazing. I'm so grateful for this space. I feel heard and seen and validated before I even hit publish on this episode. But now I need a favor. There are moms in your life who need to hear this. Every single one of you. It would mean the world to me if you would take two minutes out of your day to take a screenshot right now and upload this to your Instagram stories and tag me at the anxious therapist. Tell all of the moms in your life to listen to this episode. Tell everyone in your life to listen to this episode so that we can start healing together. I love you guys and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Thank you.